Hello guys, welcome back to my channel. I hope everyone's doing well on this fabulous Sunday. I am currently sitting at home watching Netflix and doing some personal projects. So trying to stay productive while being lazy. There's an empty pizza box by my feet. <laughs> so kind of lazy, need to clean up one a little bit. But I wanted to talk about something that maybe a few of you are going through right now. Maybe a few of you have gone through it. Um, just talk about like the process and what it's like so far. So yeah, I'm just going to bump into it. I, so, da, 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 da. <laughs> I have battled with depression and I actually came across a realization a couple weeks ago with a therapist that I've been seeing and it kind of took me back a little bit but it also kind of gave me some of the answers I was looking for but I was kind of like shook just a bit because <laughs> I didn't know I, I didn't I didn't know what this was and she explained it to me um but I feel like less lonely in a way but I feel like more like oh like what is this so I'm going to talk about it. So growing up, I always thought that I had OCD and it, it became clear to me that as I got older, it wasn't like your typical OCD. Like I don't, ex I don't obsess about cleaning. I don't obsess about anything like having to be straight or, or flicking the light switch on and off like a certain set amount of time. So I was like, I was like, okay, I was like, I obsess over like the way I look constantly, but I don't have, but like, it's not like your typical OCD. So I got really confused and I, I just thought it was OCD. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just OCD. But I found out that it's actually called body dysmorphic disorder. So also known as like body dysmorphia and it actually answered so many things that I've been like wondering and it gave me some clarity and I just wanted to talk about it because I know that that like people do suffer from this and it's a lot more people than we think so with body dysmorphic disorder it's not about having an eating disorder or anything like that it's about obsessing over the way you look constantly and trying to fix the way you look and it's not um it's not like oh I'm just gonna brush my hair and get ready and fix myself up it's like you obsess over something that can be that is on your body um it can be imagined and you obsess over it to the point where you can't function like you won't like people like for instance, like if if their eyebrow looks weird, like usually people can brush that off. But people with body dysmorphic disorder, it's a little bit harder to brush that off. And that's what I have. <laughs> and all this time I thought it was OCD because I talked to my therapist about it. I was like, well, I obsess over little things that are not perfect on my body and I try to control them. And I, I don't know what this is, but and she was like, yeah, Cass it's body dysmorphic disorder and I was like oh okay that explains it <laughs> I was like that kind of explains why I I don't know it, it was just such a weird thing for me to think about like oh like 
this is it. And it is treatable. So if you do have it, I mean, I don't know how to go. I don't know how to go about like getting better because I just, I just found out that I have it like when I thought I had OCD all this time. Um, but what I'm doing is I started taking medication about a month ago and I started taking Prozac. Um, Prozac's been, <laughs> it's, it's been kind of tough. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like taking medication is something that you definitely have to like think about and you kind of have to weigh out like the different options. So that's what I did. I was like, I was like, okay, what can Prozac do for me and how can this really help me? So I'm combining medication with talk therapy, which I just cracked my voice, (laughs) which I mean, I can't really say I've seen a significant difference because it's only been like a month since I've been doing it. So I have to really like go through like a couple of months of medication and therapy, I feel like, to see the noticeable difference. Um, But yeah, getting on Prozac was very tough for me because I am one that typically has not believed in taking medication. I've been very afraid of it. And I talked to my mom and she was like, yeah, I think I think you should try it. And I, ever since moving back to the U.S., I have told myself that I just want to get better. I just want to, like, better myself and progress each day. And it's not been easy. I thought it would be a lot easier, but it's it's obviously, like, kind of not. So I started, yeah, taking Prozac. And the first week, it was actually really interesting because I felt like my brain was just bubbling with like an an excessive amount of happiness but I also felt like this weird sense of calmness and I was like okay like this is weird I, I haven't felt like this calm in like forever and I didn't know that this type of calm even existed so I did really well um the first week I was on Prozac but I have to say it's it you know it, you have to sacrifice some things and those things that you kind of have to sacrifice, I haven't been really like dealing well with it. So the doctor told me that I have to watch what I drink. Um, and I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, I haven't drank on Prozac because I totally did. Like for the past three weeks, I've been going out drinking. Um, so that's the part of my life where I'm like, I kind of need to watch that a bit. I will tell you, because I'm going to be straight and honest, drinking on Prozac, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not a good idea because you will feel the depression like 10 times worse. That happened to me after the first night I drank. I felt the depression like 10 times worse the next day. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, oh my God. I was like, no, 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 this isn't happening. But I considerably like drank a lot less and it was just yeah it's just not fun like having to sacrifice some things right but like if you want to get better like you kind of have to I'm not saying that you have to give up drinking like my advice is like don't do what I did and drink the first week on Prozac um I kind of felt like I guess a little pressure to do it because um wait what happened so yeah we're like around Halloween I was like 
okay, like, I'm not not gonna drink on Halloween, and I feel like drinking for me is, like, I have to kind of work on it, so that was the one thing about Prozac, and I, I did drink two nights ago, so I'm kind of feeling, like, the depression a little bit more, but, you know, I definitely know going forward to take it a lot more easier, and I think that Prozac is going to be a really great thing a couple months down the line, so... Yeah, so that's that's been my life so far. Um, also, I just recently got accepted into the MBA program at the University of East London, so I'm pretty hyped about that. Like, I'm pretty excited about um, just pushing myself to do better and to do great things and hopefully, like, get better. I kind of have anxiety right now, but I really wanted to do this podcast, um, you know, and talk about like what it's like to have body dysmorphic disorder um, and to talk about like being on Prozac, although I haven't been on it for a while. Yeah, back to the BDD. So a lot of people, yeah, like I said, do suffer from this and it's not easy. Um, and if you are suffering from it, their help is available. You can go to a therapist, you can take medication. I mean, it's whatever works for you. If you're able to just go out there and exercise and you find that helps, that's great. Unfortunately for me, it takes a little bit more. Um, but yeah, so I think like my body dysmorphic disorder really started when I was like a teenager. Um, I'm not going to bash my family members, it's just that, I mean, I don't want to say, like, they caused it, but, like, some of the comments, like, that I got in school and that I got from family members definitely, like, contributed to it. Um, I was always made fun of for my nose, which was always weird to me, like, people, yeah, like, I had this one person in my life, and I'm not gonna name their name. But yeah, I was always made fun of for my nose, and then I was made fun of for my lips, and people would quote-unquote would say like, oh, you have really big lips, and um, some people that were kind of close to me would actually say some pretty, like, horrible things about my lips and my nose, and I, you know, like, then um, my other, another person that was close to me told me that it looked like I had a tumor growing inside my stomach because I was fat. I, I had kind of like this pot belly when I was 13. Um, and after that, like it, it got, I want to say like it got worse, but at that time when I was like a teenager, I didn't realize what I was really going through. Like I, I just, I mean, I, I know that I felt hurt from it, but the compulsions I was doing, I didn't realize that it was body dysmorphic disorder. So, and it was hard to like really see the obsessiveness because everything that I did looked normal on the outside, but it wasn't normal like on the inside. So for, for like example, um, yeah, when I was told that I looked like I had a tumor growing inside my stomach, like, I actually went to the doctors and got tested for it, and they were like, you don't have a tumor, and then I would go to my room and just spend, like, hours in my room just, like, wrapping, like, a belt around my stomach, like, praying that it would get smaller, um, and then after, 
after that, like, I joined the cross-country and track team. And joining the cross-country and track team looked like a normal thing for any kid to do. Like, a lot, lots of kids do sports. But I wasn't really doing it because I was passionate. I was doing it because I wanted to be as skinny as I could possibly be without developing, like, an eating disorder. Um, I'm not bashing anyone who has an eating disorder. It's just... I feel like body dysmorphic disorder, you know, sometimes people get that mixed up with an eating disorder when it's not the same thing. But yeah, so I ran for like 10 years and at one point I became so skinny. Like I I gave up junk food. I was running eight miles a day and it got to the point where it was just, it was just like punishment and excessiveness to me. So like If I didn't run eight miles in one day, I would self-harm myself in my room. I would, I would cry. I would squeeze the belt around my waist as tight as I could until like, you know, it just, it, it just wasn't, I wasn't running for the benefit of running. I was running to feed the addiction of, I wanted to look as skinny as fuck kind of thing. So yeah, so I dropped a lot of weight really fast um and I still realized that after losing that much weight I still wasn't happy and I still didn't see the same person in the mirror I still saw this fat ugly person staring back at me that had all these flaws on her body and so when people would say to me oh you look great you look beautiful i I thought that they were like insulting me because <laughs> I was like, you know, a year ago I was told I had a tumor inside my stomach and now I look beautiful. Like that can't be. <laughs> so yeah, the dis- body dysmorphic disorder really like developed from there. And yeah, I thought it was OCD this entire time, but it wasn't. It's hard for me to talk about it because I've never really spoken about it like this. So that's why my voice is like kind of shaking because I'm like, oh, this is kind of like scary to talk about. But I really want to like raise awareness for it. Um, and the thing about body dysmorphic disorder is that it's the most it's so confusing. Like having a mental illness is just the most confusing thing because literally one day you can be fine. And then the next day, you can obsess about your double chin that doesn't look like a double chin to people. But then, and then the next week, it can be like your leg looks longer than the other and it's not perfect and you have to do something about it or your stomach's too fat. And it's, it's never wanting, it's never really like wanting to be healthy. It's like wanting to change your physical appearance because you have body dysmorphic disorder and it's just not going to really like kind of go away unless you get help for it I think I think it I think it can be cured I'm not sure but yeah so people never really saw it as a problem with me because you know running is a normal like sport so people never really thought I had a problem but the, the tough thing was when I finally wanted to talk about things and I wanted to say like, hey, yeah, I kind of have a problem. Like people just, I feel like people just didn't believe me. Like they'd be like, oh, y- you, you run. Like that's not a problem. And then I would have to be like, no, the reason why I'm running 
is the problem. I'm not running to run and like, yeah, it made me happy because I was feeding this addiction of I wanted to look skinny and that lasted for like two years. Like I got so skinny to the point where like I just looked like a stick and I still wasn't happy with the way I looked. And it, I was like, why? I was like, why Why aren't I happy? But as I get older, I realized that, you know, body dysmorphic disorder, like, you're never going to be happy with the way you look. So, yeah, I'm glad I shed some light on that. <laughs> um, you know, it is a work in progress, so I am trying every day to just kind of not think about it and to, like... <sighs> And to, what am I saying? And to go about it where I can health, I can cope with it in healthy ways. But I started doing things like a month ago, like seeing a therapist and taking medication. So I will keep y'all updated on how it all goes. And if anyone's suffering from a mental illness, just really know that you're not alone and you're not crazy. Like, God, I, I thought I was so crazy for the longest time. And it was nice to hear my therapist tell me, like, no, you're not crazy. I, I literally just feel like I needed to hear that. I've been so afraid to talk about having body dysmorphic disorder because I felt like I was crazy. Like, yeah, that's the thing about mental illness, too. Like, you kind of convince yourself that you're crazy and that no one else is going through this. You're the only one. You're weird. So you further isolate yourself even more and by isolating yourself the disease I don't want to call it the disease um you know whatever you have can get worse so just know that I'm here for you guys even if I don't know you even if you live halfway across the world and you just want to reach out to talk you can always message me on here I do apologize my voice sounds really tired um that's because I've just I've just been getting over like a chest cold so um but yeah so guys reach out if you want to I'm always here and take care of yourselves anywho I'm gonna wrap that up because it's going on 20 minutes so I hope everyone has a great rest of their Sunday and for all the people that got to experience the clocks turning back last night I hope you got that extra hour of sleep or got to do whatever you wanted to do with that extra hour. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, guys. Bye.